Hello everyone and welcome back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, and the boys, James, Mig, and Jamie. How are you doing, fellas? Good, good. How did you always forget my name? <laughs> I, I, you're just a very forgettable person, my friend. That's a good point. I thought, <laughs> you know what? Up until Saturday at about 5.30, I thought, God, I'd really missed football. And then it just all went shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm an expert in predicting score lines, though. I bet everyone's enjoyed my lack of uh, ranting statuses on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, football's missed. back. <laughs> it, to be fair, I got quite lucky Saturday. I was so drunk by five o'clock that really didn't really didn't like seep in how bad we were till Sunday morning. Yeah. And then going back over that game, we were ah. Oh, so so bad. We were chasing shadows, weren't we? For a while. We'll come on to that in a second. So, as your West Ham fans, you know that um, we played our first game back in the Premier League on Saturday against Wolves, and we took an absolute pasting. All right, the score don't really two 0 don't really reflect how how good Wolves were and how bad we were. I think but, um, we're going to get into that now, and then we're going to go into our second part of the show. We're going to talk about us playing this um, the dirt from North London. Um, tonight, which is Tuesday night, so um, let's, let's crack on. Uh, first thoughts about Wolves v West Ham, uh, Mig. Oh, where to start? Um, start from the beginning, I guess. So I think we both teams were a little bit cagey at the start. They started better than us anyway. We were on the back foot for sort of the first fifteen twenty minutes. Started to come into it slightly as the as the first half went on. I felt. Um, I mean, four now was blasting that chance over after about 15, 20 minutes. That, that's a game changer there. If he has a bit of composure there, takes a touch and, and buries that, it's a different game, I think. But I think two weeks' time, he, he probably gets it on target. Yeah, I think that is definitely a bit of ring rust well, showing there. Antonio, who is coming in with him. Yeah, in the roar, isn't it? I mean, and as, as we said... Um, we asked who the, the Wolves' danger man would be. He didn't start, but Adama Traore came off the bench and he changed the game. He uh, put the cross yeah. in for the first yeah. goal, then played the ball out wide for Doherty, put the cross in for the second goal. He, he was the game changer. and We didn't have anyone that could do that for us coming off the bench. Which is tweet because we've got a good bench, but no, no one's seen ready for that game. I think uh, and to be fair, David Moyes brought no one off the bench. <laughs> I'm going to get into him in a minute. Let's talk about this first, because I hate that. I want to call him a real bad word. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate the geezer, but let's, let's carry on with this. Well, um, I, I, James and James, what's your thoughts first before we go into a bit of a rant about it? Um, I think the first half was exactly as I expected it to be. Very cagey from both teams. Neither keeper had to make a save. But they said it on the commentary. Wolves are known for growing into games. And I always worried that that's what was going to happen. And it just weren't good. The first half, I thought there was positives. We looked we looked compact. We didn't look like we were giving away many chances. But the second half was dire. James? Um, chasing shadows for most of it. Um, we didn't look like we offered anything. We didn't know what to do with the ball when it got into the final third. Um Defensively, to be honest, I thought Rice was really good. I thought he had he's a good. The only, he's I, the only positive. Yeah, I thought he actually had a really good game. Um, and I think that, go, yeah, like going into the final third, we really lacked anything. It was just frustrating because I feel like we could get the build up, build up, build up, 
get there and no one knew what to do when they got the ball at the other end of the pitch. Anderson's waste of space. I think that like we missed having the energy levels. I think what I think what that uh, Wolves have done is they realise they okay nil nil was great for them away from home nil nil at sixty minutes they've done their job. Bring on Traore when they're knackered, and you know Cresswell even when he's fully fit can be vulnerable against a fast fought, a fast winger. So when he's sick, been playing for an hour, unfit through lack of match fitness, they, the game plan, they just their game plan was better than ours. Their team's better than ours, their game plan's better than ours. And that's the problem. When we're playing against teams that have got... Like, when you've got the home support or the away support, certain players peak and respond to uh, certain scenarios in a game. Sometimes... The crowd affects them. Sometimes the crowd makes them a better player, you know. Whereas we go into uh, this game where there's no crowd whatsoever and you've literally just got to rely on training, talent and effort levels. When one of them them variables is missing, the better team's always going to win. This is what worries me about Tottenham because he's going to play to Mourinho's strengths. Because he's got no, he can play how he wants. He hasn't got to worry about a crowd booing if he's playing crap and playing defensive. If their team's better than ours, they're going to win, aren't they? Um, look, we, we, if you think about it logically, yeah, Spurs, Spurs should really give us a pounding again tonight. But you've always got to hope that we turn it up. We do seem to turn it on a bit. We do turn it up for Spurs. You're right, we do. So but there, there, there is positives to think about tonight, but. Not really right now. Yeah, which comes from Saturday. For me, for Saturday, um, so I rewatched the game Sunday, and I thought there's only, as I said, there's only one positive for me during that whole game, and that was Declan Rice. Yeah, and Moyes said it yesterday in his press conference. Declan could be Declan's potentially your best centre mid and your best centre back, and it's just where'd you play him? Yeah, right. And that that's bad for that whole club. That you've got a youngster there who's 21. 21, 22, yeah. potentially leave in the summer and he's your best centre-half and your best centre-mid. Yeah. Right? That, that shows we are that shows we are lacking real quality throughout the side. Moyes is the worst thing to happen to West Ham since Avram Grant and he's worse than Avram Grant by stats. At the moment, stats. yeah. He has no idea what, what he's doing with that club. It is ridiculous. Harry got given this contract, again, shows that our owners have, again, no idea what they're doing. You're you're one nil down in a game that you have to get a result out of, and he's not bringing on players like Jack Wilshere and players like that to come in and change a game. Shows he has no idea what what what's going on. Surely, right? Noble looked. I love I love him, but he should not be playing for West Ham anymore. That, his career for West Ham's done as a starter, right? You've got Jack Wilshere on the bench, who, okay, is injury prone, but we know he's got real quality to change a game. What yeah. are we? What are we? What is he not doing to show? That he can be on that pitch. Yeah, he's someone that can unlock a defence that we haven't got elsewhere. That's exactly. that's the thing. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Manuel Lanzini, a massive fan, always have been. But right now, he's in bad, bad nick. Yeah, Get he's on that pitch. Lanzini's Lanzini's Lanzini. He hasn't been in good for a season. He hasn't been in good form since his knee injury. No, he's been non-existent. And my other real bad critique from um, 
Saturday is that first goal, right? As a left and right back, the first thing you are taught to do is to stop the cross. Cresswell just let him run past him and pretty much stopped. No challenge at all, was there? Terrible. Well, What's he doing? From what I noticed, is that you also give him two yards of space to be able to get that cross in. You're supposed to I get tired, aren't you? I understand giving Traore space because he's that quick. So if you get touched tight to him, he's going to turn you, he's going to be well gone. But if you're going to be two yards off him, you have to stop the cross. As soon as he's looking like a crossing, you have to get close and you have to block it. Other than that, he was... He, he's, he's the whole blame for that first goal. I think it was you, Jamie, that said blame the keeper. No way in I, hell you blame the keeper. I think Fabianski can both do better still, but I do still think Creswell's the main one to blame. Diop, yes. Because Diop, Diop in no... Even if even if Fabianski's calling that from the position he's in, you clear it. Yeah, right. but if it does look like Fabianski's come to get it and kind of realised he shouldn't, so even there, that's a mistake. I, I don't. I, I think he's still. I, I wouldn't even put him. In even if he stays, if he stays on his line and doesn't move there, he's not saving it. It's, exactly. it's irrelevant that he's moved. Yeah. So he shouldn't try to come collect it. I personally. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm gonna gonna throw my goalkeeping knowledge weight into this one. So. Your instinct as a goalkeeper is to sort of follow that ball. If it's it started curling away from him, so he's, he's made that first step on his right foot to go towards the ball, realised he's not getting there, and then come back towards his goal line. So it's such a split second. That ball probably takes less than a second to get from Traore's foot to Jimenez's head. There's so little time for you to be able to properly read and analyse everything. So one step in the wrong direction can change everything. Right, I mean, I'm spot on. Because way, where the cross is being taken on the byline, if, it, if it's just a straightforward cross, he's got to be looking to come collect that early. So he takes the step. It's not there. Take the step back. Well, the thing is also, you've got to look at it from, a, uh, from his perspective. His instinct might be to stay central to the goal and come out. If the ball's whipped in he, and, and he comes for it and misses it, then he's at, then he is at fault. So that yeah, that if he comes and misses it, it's at fault. If he comes and collects it, it's a, a champion. But for me, Cresswell's got to do better on the cross, and yeah. Diop just got to head it. Diop just has to head it. No, but I'm saying Cresswell should do better. I have to admit, I think the cross was basically it was the perfect ball in. Well, class cross. I think both Diop and Fabianski can both do better themselves. The main I'll give, like, I'll give you Diop all day long. But I'm still trying to say here, Creswell overall should stop that cross. To be fair, both full-backs were at fault for both goals in, at the second goal. both That second goal was dreadful. I know it's such a good strike, but it's so preventable. Let's talk about Ngakia very quickly. Um, he weren't on for the second goal. This, no, for the second goal he wasn't. But let's talk about him for, for the start. Right, I thought one... Okay, we've, we heard yesterday that ben, jo- ben Johnson isn't quite ready and isn't quite fit. Okay, I understand that because he's just come back from a big layoff. And Gakia, for me, all right, he's played well in the warm-up games. He played well at the end of, um, before the break. But he's not under contract for us right now. So why are we putting someone that does technically not play for us in two weeks' time, starting in a massive game like that? Right, I know we're trying to get him to sign, but no. He, he, that first 15 minutes, he was, he was awful. He was awful. Yeah, he started really. He gave the ball away four or five times in the first 15 minutes. I think he, he grew into the game a bit after that, but he's got, I see he's exactly what that, you're saying. He's pretty well that he's players after that point. But that first I wonder, 
I wonder if there's Frederick, if, if maybe Fredericks wasn't fully fit. The argument has had yeah, injury problems earlier yeah, in the season. That, that is the reason. But I think if you're fully fit enough for the bench, then you should be fit enough to start, really, shouldn't you? Especially this yeah, point, especially right now, because not everyone's fully fit anyway. So it's like um, uh, Lampard done with Ruben Loftus Cheek the other day. Give him 55 minutes, get him off. Okay, so if you're doing the same with Fre uh, Fredericks, give him 55 minutes, then get Ngaki on. Or then Ben Johnson's on the bench, give him 35 minutes. I, I kind of disagree with you in the essence of, okay, he might be leaving, but you still put out what you think is the best team to win that game, no matter the situation. Like, I personally, if Ngaki is still seen as your first, the best right back, you play him. Look, tonight's probably going to be his last game for us. But for but, me, you're, you're bang on, but he has no link to us right now. He, he thinks that he's leaving. So what's the point of him? He's not going to. He's not going to put in hundred percent effort, is he? No doubt, because he's paying for a contract. He'll get a contract wherever. Yeah, but he's, if he plays well in those two games, he's more likely to have a better team, more wages. He is playing for something. Uh, I don't agree with that because teams already after him. Like I'm teams in Germany will look look at look at youngsters like that straight away. I'm on the fence. I'm bang smack. I think I'm a bit more with Jamie on this one. So I'm I think smack like, in the middle though. If he's going to be going right, yeah, I'm leaving in two weeks. He's going to be putting a shift in because mm. him having two bad games and him having two good games could be the difference of 20, 30 grand a week. But and considering he's only played like three or four games for us as well, those two games are quite a big share of what he, that we've seen. Imagine if he has a good game tonight against Spurs like, and he keeps their, like, I don't know, Son or Moore in his pocket. Think, that's, yeah. that's a big thing. I completely agree with you. right? But at the same time, look at the likes of Lyle Taylor from Charlton, who's we had the same sort of chance to play four or five games to get a better contract somewhere. Nah, don't want to get injured. He's, he could be not putting 100% effort because he don't want to get injured. Stuff like that. It's the same thing for me. Like, yeah, oh, but Lyle Taylor, Taylor you've got the age difference as well with Lyle Taylor. It's yeah. his last chance. He might have had a contract agreed already somewhere. I understand, but I still think, it's, I still think I don't think he should have started. But there you go. We, we've all got opinions on it. and that's. Yeah. I'm also that's always wary to sort of comment on things like this because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We've got like the ITKs and stuff that you've got a bit of an idea, but we don't really know what's going no. on behind the scenes. The manager, the owners, the players, the con like their agents, they're all talking yeah. every day. Things could be changing all the time. So it's, it's easy for us to say, given the information we know, he should or shouldn't be starting, but we only know what's on the surface. There's two other players I quickly want to talk about before we move on to the Spurs game. Anderson and Zusek. Okay, let's talk about Anderson first. He's starting to wear very thin on my patience. Now, I'm a massive fan of Philippe Anderson. Yeah, think, you always have been, haven't you? I think quality-wise, he's, 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 our, he's our best player technically in the whole side. But right now, he's offering us nothing. Yeah. Absolutely would, nothing. To be honest, and, he's offered us nothing all season. He's done one. He's made one. He's scored one goal in twenty-eight in thirty games, and how many assists? I don't even think he's had an assist. Maybe one against I Watford. Yeah, but he's not exactly. done. Be the stat man, Jay. Oh, honestly, he's not done anything. Really. I'm, I'm, I don't know why he's so why Moyes picks him. I really for don't. For me now, if you're playing a formation that you're going to set up four, with a four-four, because it looked like a four-four to me of Anderson and Antonio up front, which didn't work. I don't. I would, I, it was like a free goal. Yeah, I'd potentially look at playing if you're going to do it, especially tonight. I'd look at playing Masuaka as, as your left winger, 
in front of Cresswell and let Masaraki just run right. Because Anderson, Anderson ain't doing it. Yeah. At least Masaraki's going to start taking some people on. I don't like him. I'd rather put Antonio on the top. Give Jetty a chance, for God's sake. I know they don't... I'll play Jetty as well, yeah. I don't know any good. He might be rubbish. But at least play a striker in a natural position, for God's sake. Yeah. And Moyes is very stubborn, isn't he? You said it yesterday. Haller's a massive, massive mistrust right now. Because it lets Antonio just run around where Haller can hold that ball up. The thing I'm hoping for with Allah is it's right. We've got these next two games, Spurs and Chelsea. He's not training at the moment. If we can get him back for that run of games after Spurs and Chelsea, your Newcastle, your Burnley, your Norwich, that's when. I mean, yeah, I think against Spurs and Chelsea, he might not have started anyway. They might want Antonio up front for them games because you've got someone you can hit on the counter, a bit of pacing behind. But against your your worst teams, like your teams that you're fighting with, essentially. That's when you want him. You want him firing. So hopefully, we can get him back in time for those games. That's I think where he'll be more important for us. I completely, I completely agree with you. Um, and we'll come more onto Antonio and formations in a minute. Zuchek, what was your thoughts on Zuchek um, on Saturday? Lackluster run about. But I don't think he stood out either way. He wasn't great. He weren't t- particularly bad. He was just sort of there. Yeah, I, I I don't really I don't remember him doing anything particularly bad, but I don't remember him doing anything influential either. He just kind of existed. He kind of did what Fournells did, was just existing on the pitch. And you were oh he's playing, is he? Just one of those sort of thing. The ball must have just kept going round him constantly. I have a little theory on it at the moment, and I think I think I sort of alluded to it the other day with Declan Rice. If you're playing in midfield just with Noble at the moment, you're doing double the work, right? And Noble, again, was pretty bad for me. So Zuchek's having to do his own stuff and Noble's, and he just weren't there. Yeah. So he's not standing out. He's doing double the work against a very good midfield, all right? And when you've got Declan in there with you, especially the way they started to play together, they started to look pretty good together in that, in that, in that last run of games. Now, for me... There's only one game that I'd, I'd play Noble in every season, that's Spurs. But I wouldn't play him tonight. I yes, wouldn't have him in my team tonight. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be playing Wilshire ahead of him all day long tonight because he's just not good enough anymore. Right, and I, Especially after 90 minutes. Did he play 90 minutes Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, he ain't he ain't ready for tonight. Not not after a couple of days, I just wouldn't play him. And it, pains, Noble, it pains me to say because I love him. Did you hear what Noble Moyes said in the interviews, like before the season and before tonight? It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Like Noble's basically admitted we're going to lose games, and uh, Moyes has come out and kind of said he expects it to go to the last game. And I'm like, that's not what you want to hear. Right. No. no. Right. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here because what do you want them to say? Do you want them to be stupidly optimistic and go, oh, we're going to win our next six games and everything will be fine? It's not, we all know it's going to go down to the wire. If you want them to be. Okay, like it's just realistic. That's all it is. It's not optimistic. It's not pessimistic. It's just realism. I can take Noble, I can take Noble's comments because we know Noble's right, and we're going to lose to Spurs. We're going to lose to Chelsea. We'll probably lose to probably lose to United. They're the three that you look at and go, we were going to lose, right? But Moyes' comments after coming off the back of a two 0 defeat where we were terrible, he hmm. can't be going down. Yeah, look, this is going right down to the wire here. We're not very good. We, we know we're not very good, but give us some hope. 
give us something because if it goes down to Villa, we're in big trouble. Because right, all right, they've 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 lost both their games so far, but I tell you what, they've looked half decent in both games as well. They look very very good against Sheffield United. Right, they've it's drew, one, drew one, lost one. So they look very good against Sheffield United, which they probably should have won. Okay, and I thought they looked they looked good against Chelsea for a lot of that time defensively. All right, Chelsea, Chelsea I thought Chelsea were fantastic, yeah. but. You've got to look at these teams and go, well, they're playing better than us right now. The only team I look at that is not better than us, Norwich already down, forget Norwich. Bournemouth are in deep, deep trouble. Bournemouth are terrible. Bournemouth look really bad. Brighton beat Arsenal. Like Brighton turned Arsenal over. They're done. They're, I'll, I'll take them as safe now. There's, we're in big trouble. Have you heard about Bournemouth strikers? Uh, Josh King went off in suspected knee injury. Callum Wilson's on nine yellow cards. If he gets another yellow card, he misses two games. They'll have no striker, apart from Solanke. I think they are taking the yellow cards out now. No, they haven't. No, someone else got one the other day and has to miss the next right. match in the Arsenal game, I think. Fair the enough. thing I, with Moyes' comments with me is, the best, as much as I hate him, Klopp, and I like Guardiola, they subdue like expectation. Like If something's going wrong, they take the pressure off them. They take the pressure to themselves. They take it to somewhere else. Yeah. I, I don't think Moy's done that with that comment. That's my problem with it. It kind of is like, okay. Like, if something's going wrong at a team like Liverpool, Klopp is really good at moving it to something else. And as much as it annoys me, I have to give him his due. It works. And that comment from Moyes didn't work with me. No, the problem I have now with it, because it's a, a short and length, like, you'd probably get... So if you had nine games left, especially if you went in the FA Cup and stuff like that, you'd get you should have nine weeks left of football technically, right? Because there's, there weren't really too many two games a week. If if we go after Spurs and Chelsea and we've lost both games and then we play Newcastle, who get who looked fantastic as well. Newcastle ain't gonna be easy by any stretch of imagination. I told you, you, you shit the Newcastle. Sheffield. Then you gotta lose to Burnley. Then 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 uh, you can't change anything. You can't change Moyes out to try and get a little bit of something in. Because we're screwed. Because you're already in. There's no time. So Moyes has to find some way of changing this up quickly. Otherwise, like the thing is, if we go down, we ain't come back up straight away. It will take us. Which I find ridiculous. I want him gone. Do you know what? Right? What he was. I was listening to. Like at one point, I had the um, the, the the non-sound version of the game on. And I could hear him on the touchline, but he was shouting encouragement stuff. So sometimes I think it's down to the players. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I agree with everything you guys have said about him, and and he's not he's not what I want to see. But from the encouragement, what I was saying, like Antonio was taking on Wolves fullback. He was going beat your man, like beat him, and again and again and again, and he done him, and he went now deliver, and Antonio did it, and it was a, and it was a chance across the goal, but. So it's not actually. I don't think from what I'm saying, from what I can see, like I want to see our man out there shouting at the players, giving a bit of encouragement on the side. It's good. That's that's fine. His, his so, game time stuff like it's fantastic. Apart from his subs are terrible. He only yeah. makes subs. Which is so right. so, like, what's, so like, what's the problem? I don't understand where, where it goes wrong. Because he has no idea what he's doing. It's like, I heard yesterday that they've been training like double sessions six days a week. They're going to be fucked. 
all right, I know you're trying to get match fit, but this this is not the pre. This is not a full pre-season. They have to be playing some sort of football. They've been doing double sessions six days a week. No wonder they look leggy. Just want to uh, throw something out there. So Sam Incasol, uh, the journalist, tweeting this morning that today is the final day for us to sort out Ngakia's contract. And uh, Moyes has reiterated he wants him to, to stay on. And it's also the deadline to extend Zabaleta or Sanchez's contracts if we choose to. But early indications early indications this morning is that Ngakia's stance hasn't changed and he won't be extending his stay. So I think that will probably mean he will not feature tonight. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's featuring that anyway. Yeah, I reckon Frederick to start. Let's, um, let's just take a small break. Let's go listen to a goal. Um, which I don't think we're going to score again tonight. So it'll be two games without a goal. Um, <laughs> Give us some. We'll, we'll come back. We might get an own goal. Does that count? We might get an own goal. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play the Ravel Morrison goal against Spurs a couple of years back, just to give us a little bit of hope. Um, and we'll come back and speak about Spurs tonight, which, I, again, I'm really not looking forward to. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Enjoy. This is Ravel Morrison. He's all on his own at the moment. And Morrison is all the way through. Ravel Morrison. Is this to be three? Oh, it is. Simply sensational. Okay. Um, so that was the Ravel Morrison goal from, what, six years ago? It's got to be about that. Um, yeah. can, oh. we, can we get him signed quickly before tonight? It was good little player. Let's goal for him. Um, so let's, let's talk about Spurs. Spurs um, played Friday night against United. Uh, finished 1-1. I thought... They were bad, let's put it that way. But Mourinho nearly had the typical Mourinho game. Um, yeah. Scoring early, defending deep, nearly picked, nearly done United at what Mourinho does best. Let's, let's talk about Spurs first of all, what you thought about them. Who'd like to go first? Go on, I'll go. Um, go I do think, as much as I agree there, I also think their bad was still probably better than what we watched the other day. Mate, anyone's bad's better than our bad. Yeah. So I think like they had a, they, there were some little things in their game which I thought, do you know what? We're going to get absolutely torn to shreds at some point if we're not careful. And it was Son, because his pace is ridiculous. And uh, who's their, their new guy? Bergwijn. Bergwijn, yeah. Bergwijn, yeah. Like, he looks like... That goal reminded me of Michael Owens in World Cup 98 against Argentina a little bit. The way he ran with the ball. He sort of just he just used his power and pace to sort of turn, didn't he, and shoot shoot at the keeper. The keeper, granted, would would be a bit disappointed he didn't save it. But Roy Keane was not happy. No, he wasn't. No, no. I think Fabianski hundred percent saves that. The thing I don't think. I mean, I'm sorry, going off topic here really quickly. David de Gea loves saving shots with his feet. That is the perfect shot to save with your feet because it's directly at you and low. You He's tried to go with his hands and almost punch it. So I just... Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Mig, you, Mig, you love a little save of your feet, you, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, <laughs> you, you, you've got your whole body, you've got to use it. <laughs> if it's there, you've got, surely got to pick the best thing to use. And I, yeah. I, I do agree with you. It's, it's a terrible, think, terrible effort. But I think, um, overall, I don't... There's some players on their team that look a little bit leggy and they're not quite 100% fit, but... I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to think of how tactically they're going to beat us. Because Mourinho, he is, is a defensive manager. Now, if and their squad's better than ours. This is the point I was making. 
he can sort of adjust and see how we're playing. If we're getting overrun in midfield, and we're going to have to, if we pull, are we going to pull Rice out of defence? Do you think? No, I don't think O'Brien is going to start. So that's that's another thing. So we're already going to, unless we play two holding midfielders, we're going to get overrun again, and we need three in the middle. We need three in the middle. We cannot play with two players in the middle. It just don't work for us. They're not they're not fit enough. They're not fast enough. Like you said, no boy ain't quick enough anymore. I like him, but he needs to be with two other people. Otherwise, he just gets lost. Suchek is obviously going to be doing double the work, which we don't need. We need another midfielder in there, and that's where Jack would be useful. He can be the replacement for Noble if he doesn't start, because he's going to have the same drive to beat Tottenham. And... Um, Obviously, we know what quality of a player he is. Yeah, he's injury prone. But if he's fit, play him. It doesn't matter. He's, he could potentially be the best player we've got in the team. This is the perfect nine games for a Jack Wilshere. Yeah. Right? It's, it's quick. It's, it's, it's quick fire games. You've got nine games to go. Prove your worth to us. And he, he could become... He, the way I see Jack Wilshere is, look... Different sort of players, but he could be he could be Carlos Tevez of 06. It could come in, he could be he could be fired up, he can unlock defences, Mig said. He scores your goals. You get him playing well, he'd probably keep that team up on his own. Because he's that good. Right? But for some reason Moyes don't want to play him. And it's it really annoys me because he's when 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 you watch Wiltshire play at his best, and alright, he hasn't been at his best for a long time. One of the best midfielders, young midfielders I've ever seen play. And he even done a good job at Bournemouth the year he was at Bournemouth. Like, so that just... was the best year he's had in recent memory because he was injury-free yeah. for we... almost the entire season. We've just got to let Wilshire off his leash. Hopefully, Ogbonna plays and he plays with Rice and Zusha. But let him off his leash. I wouldn't even bother with four nails right now either. I'd, I'd go play Wilshire instead. A um, little bit of team news coming out of that because I, I think Snodgrass probably would have played. Yeah, he's he's out guys. he's out for the rest of the season now, isn't he? He could be out for a long time with a disc injury. Um, we're not too sure how bad it is, um, but I don't think we'll see him again at least till probably, at least till Burnley, um, which is a couple of weeks away. Ogbonna has been back in training. Looks like he could potentially start tonight, but I'm not too sure if they'll they'll um, risk him with the fixtures coming up. Haller's yeah. not in training yet, but he's, he's not far away, which is a good thing. But again, he, I, I can't see him featuring tonight. And the other one was who was the other injury? Um, pardon? Oh, Ben, ben. Johnson. Ben Johnson's back in training. Um, he's just not match fit yet. So there you four. That's your four bits of like injury news. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about the Bonner one is we we discussed this on the chat, didn't we? That we've won. What we've had one point from a possible eighteen. Well, while he's been absent, that's just shocking stats, isn't it? It shows that like, like last year and stuff, and even at points at um, the early start of the season, um, we were like, well, it's got to be Balbuena Diop. Not a lot of people have, have um, rated Ogbonna for a couple of years now, but it's shown how he stepped up into that side. All right, we haven't picked up a lot of points probably with him either, but he stepped right up. He's probably the better centre-half of the two right now on form, even though Diop technically the better player. Yeah. But you'd rather have Ogbonna in your side right now than Diop. Yeah. Which... I'll tell you I'll tell you what we miss. Ginge. That is who we miss. Not as a defender anymore. You miss him as a leader. Not as a defender. He, he was he was sort of in the same bracket as Noble. He, he couldn't run anymore. Quality in the air, but teams yeah, like, I completely teams agree like with Son, Mora, Bergwijn, 
Ginger's, Ginger's useless to me because they're just going to play it down the side. He ain't going to pick the ball up. Seems like Burnley, where the ball goes in the air, fair play, I'll take Ginger all day long, but not against teams like this. It's, yeah, it's just a tough leader. one. I think that he would be late, mid to late 30s by now. He would have been. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Ginger in his prime. I'm not talking about Ginger when he's like almost now handicapped. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't mind him in the backroom staff. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so, um, I wouldn't mind him. Up, but that's, I'm that's surprised. Not I'm interested. Be interested to know what Kevin Nolan's doing with all this, like how he's dealing with this, because he can't be taking it like like. Apparently, like, from what I've read, he's the one that's really fight, really getting into players. Who's surprised? He's yeah, doesn't what we want him to do, but no one else seems to be doing it. Because if if we go down, and it's <laughs> I'm I'm leaning on eighty percent chance we're going down right now. Yeah, I'd get rid of Moyes and I'd put Nolan in charge. No, do you know who I want? Scott Parker. Go and get him from Fulham. They could they they could, they could go up though. That's not a bad shout though. If you could get him in, because I I think he's done a good job at Fulham. I think if Fulham's he's got ties to the club. If Fulham stayed down, Scott Park's a great shot. But if it, they go up, again, potential. Why would he leave a, a yeah, newly Premier League card for a championship side? And Kevin Nolan didn't do a lot wrong at Notts County. He's done... All I've heard is good things about him here. Why not give, give him a chance with a good squad? Because it's going to be a, a young squad next year as well. Like If you think about it, it that way, you, you could potentially have the likes of Dean Garner starting every week. Yeah. Nathan Holland starting every week. Um players like that, like Kemp, you're going to have a young squad which no one can get, get grips of. So. It's a shame because if Ngakia doesn't sign and we and we did go down, we'd have him as a right-back as well. I guarantee, I don't think anyone would come in for Cresswell. So I think yeah, we'd Chris end up... Cress is 30 he, plus now. Cress would stay. Ben Johnson would stay for a couple of years. I don't think Frederick should go anywhere straight away either. Yeah, the only, the, only ones, the only ones I think will go is obviously Rice because he's just too good for our club anyway. And, and yeah, Diop. Do you know what? I don't think I'd miss Diop though. I know we would, oh, considering what I we've would. got. I know we've got who we've got in our team. Our defence is that bad, but it's because our defence is that bad. That's probably the only reason I'd miss him. I don't. Yeah, I don't put him in the same bracket as missing Rice though. No, there's two good centre halves in the works apparently. I know Cardoso is one of them, so he'd, he'd probably take over mm. um, Diop's place if he left. But then. You're probably going to end up losing Ogbonna as well. Maybe even Balbuena. But then Balbuena will probably do a quality job in, in the Championship. He's that sort of defender. Let's um, so, let's cross the relegation bridge when we come to it. It's too depressing for this time on a Tuesday yeah, morning. But... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It is um, really, it's a realistic conversation now, isn't it? So yeah, let's, well, let's have that in three weeks. Let's, let's go back to optimism. We're going to beat Spurs 4-0 tonight. No, but that's the thing. Antonio's going to score a hat-trick. For us we'll... to talk about tonight. Um, so... Before we do like scores, predictions, stuff like that, what would you change? What in that team that started the other day? What would you change? I would. So it, it depends, right? If Ogbonna's fit to start, I would bring him him, him into pair with Diop because obviously Rice did a great job, but I think you want Rice in the centre in front of that defence against Spurs, stopping you want Rice those smashing wing up everywhere. Yeah, so I think you'd want him there. So that depends if he's fit. If he's not fit, I would. Get Wilshire in the centre. Um, I'd probably still start Noble because I think you want three sort of more not as attacking players in that central midfield. So I would put Fournells probably out left, get Anderson off because I don't think he's worth his salt at the moment. Um, I'd stick with 
Antonio up top. You haven't really got any other choice at the moment. But other than that, I think you'll probably have Frederick starting over in Gakia. You could make the argument for maybe putting Masuaku out on the left, but I think Fournells is your better option overall, even though he's more of a central player. I think shifting him out left, you're probably going to get a bit more out of him going forwards. Other than that, I wouldn't really change. There's not really much I think you can change that's going to get much else out. I think yeah. one thing I really noticed in that Wolves game was we had the. Uh, it was early on in the second half. We had the ball around our defence, and there was no movement from the midfielders. Like no one coming to show for it. And that's where I think when Rice is playing in that holding role, he's always looking to come and get the ball. I think Wilshere would do something similar. Yeah. He always yeah. wants the ball. There was just it was so static in that midfield three. Um, that there was no one coming. So I think if you add maybe Sushek. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So if you add Sushek probably alongside Rice and sort of two holding and then probably Wilshire ahead of them, it depends, again, who's fit with. So if Rice is playing centre-half, you ain't got that. You'd have Noble and Sushek because you're two sort of more holding ones and Wilshire just in front. But he's going to be moving. He wants that ball. And, you know, if he gets it, he can make things happen. So... But other than that, yeah, there's not much else you can change that's going to have much effect, I don't think. Here's a question for all three of you. Bowen, who play, would play on the right of a fire for me tonight, or Yarmolenko? Bowen. I think Bowen's better. Bowen for me. But I'd be tempted to give Yarmolenko a go because yeah, when, so he, when he was fit and firing, he was a, one of our better players. Like, I remember that game start of last season away at Everton when he scored two and he was just cutting him from that right-hand side and bending him into the top yeah. corner for fun. Like, he is a very, very good player. But it's, again, is he fully fit? Yeah, that's, it's, again, we don't, know, we don't know enough of that. But um, at Hull, Bowen played a lot, a lot of the time as a, as a striker. Maybe in a two, he played a lot of time up front. Could you potentially go Antonio one wing, Yamalenko the other, Bowen up front? Things have played like uh, old, like what's the old like football formation? Like inside right, inside right, of... yeah. Like like Timo Werner plays at Leipzig. He plays inside left. But That's you ain't you ain't getting away that tonight. You can't play that formation tonight. You just won't be able to do it. But um, I'm sort of with you. Go on, Jamie. I was going to say left backs like, defense is arguably where they're weakest, Tottenham, and I think it will work personally. I'd, I would go with Jetty up top just because I think we need a striker's presence. I don't think Antonio is a presence. I think uh, a, games like tonight, games like Chelsea, what he done in the in the uh, game at Stamford Bridge, what he does against Spurs last year, when he's up front on his own and we're under the cosh, which we're going to be, they're going to have a lot of possession. This is perfect for Antonio to play up front on his own because he's a battering man. You just you just put it up to him, let him hold it up, let him turn and get him behind, but then that's all down to Antonio on his own. That's where Antonio lacks quality to win you a lot of games, because he, because he's not a he's not a Drogba or a Costa where they're just quality as well as physical presence. Yeah, I, the problem I have with it. See now, um, I I think if we're going to start Wilshere and we're going to have Suchek on again, one of them other three midfielders, I I just have a feeling that he will start Noble. So because I have a feeling he will start Noble because it's Tottenham. Uh, I think it will be them three in the middle, him and Wilshere and uh, him and Sushek. I would play them as holding midfielders and put Wilshere in front. I wouldn't play um, the other way around. I wouldn't put Noble further forward. Um, but uh, but I think the front the front three. I, 
you, you could play as a four, but I think playing as a four then means that you need uh, a four-man midfield and we need a five against Tottenham. So we're going to have to settle for a 4-5, uh, either a 4-5-1 or a 4-3-3. Three, three. And I think a 4-5-1 would be better defensively, but I think Antonio will just be so exposed and he'll just be chasing shadows the whole game. But if we played 4-3-3, three, three, like I get what you were saying, Daryl, the battery ram, I get that, but I think that's all we're going to see. We're, just, we're not going to see it. We're not going to see anything from it. You're, you're bang on, but what, what you're saying is that it's the same thing for me. It's like that old Chelsea formation. When you haven't got the ball, you're 4-5-1. When you have got the ball, you're 4-3-3. So you play both formations anyway. Okay. But but... Against, against Spurs, you're going to be under the cosh a lot, and that's where it's down to Antonio. You can't play anything else because you're going to get smashed apart. I think you... if you've got... Sorry, mate, uh, Mick. I was going to say, if you've got um, Yarmolenko playing, I think he does need some game time when he's fit. He needs game time because he's got, he's got a great left foot, that guy, and he just needs a bit of... Um, he he remind he's a similar sort of player to Snodgrass in a way. Like he's just got the good delivery. He's not the quickest, but you know, give him that chance with his left foot, he can hit the target. He just needs that chance. And now he's fit. I think you have got to play him at some point. Lanzini, yeah, Lanzini hasn't offered anything recently. Fournells, I think, just needs to get going again because he was hitting a good bit of form before the break. Um, Bowen, I don't think the other. I just think the other day he just weren't getting any service. To be honest, and a guy like that, you can't rely on him to hold on the ball. It, you, you've kind of got to hit him through the channels. I think Bowen will rely a lot on having a player like Wilshire that's feeding him balls all the time, or someone like Haller that can knock the ball down to him. Now we have got a Haller at the moment because he's injured, so it might be worth playing um, Antonio. No, no, no. I was just saying he's not that sort of striker. No, I was going to say as a front three. As an Antonio on the left wing, uh, uh, up front, sorry, Yarmolenko on the left or right, doesn't matter. I think them two can play either side of a wing. But if you're going to play a two, play Antonio with 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 uh, Bowen up front. I'm over a West Ham podcast, but a little bit of breaking news just come out of the Championship. Jonathan Woodgate has been sacked by Middlesbrough and oh, they've brought yeah. in Neil Warnock. <laughs> And can't stand Mid- Warnock. Middlesbrough currently sitting 21st on 41 points. One uh, Same points as Hull, who are, in t- who are in the first relegation zone, and one point behind Huddersfield and Charlton. So Middlesbrough are right stuck in there. But again, it's what I was saying earlier on. It's what I was saying. Now, I've never, I've never taken Neil Warnock at West Ham ever. But they're in trouble. They've done what they need to do early and get something that can, that can technically save from relegation. Because in the next two games. Go on. Stoke, who are still in the relegation fight, then the next one's Hull. Oh, that's big. Perfect part to make a change out. Well, yeah. So, just jumping back to what Darryl, I think it was Daryl saying about Spurs' defence. Is it you, Daryl? No, it's Jamie, Jamie. said it. Jamie, sorry. Their defence, right? You look at their back four that started against Man U. Serge Aurier, basket case. You never know what he's going to do. Centre halves, Davinson Sanchez, and Eric Dyer. So, they're in a similar position to us where they've had to bring a centre of uh, holding mid back. Link to let Eric Dyer play centre half tonight because Antonio yeah. will tear him a new one. And then Ben Davis at left back. That is not a good defence. It's all right, it's passable. But I, as Daryl said, I think you get Antonio up against Sanchez and Dyer, he will give them a run around. Yeah. Considering Spurs so, are supposed to be a Champions League side, that defence, you wouldn't put that defence against Real Madrid, would you? No, <laughs> on the bench, so you don't know what they're like fitness-wise. They could be back in contention for tonight, but you'd think if they're 
again, as we were saying, fit enough for the bench, you're fit enough to start. So I think we'll maybe see what happens there. But if Eric yeah. Dyer starts, your bet is West Ham get a penalty. Gaeta is not a defender. He's not even a football player. Our people put him ahead of Rice beyond me. That geezer is rubbish. My God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have him in West Ham side. He's that bad. I'd take Noble. That's hard. <laughs> He's terrible, Jamie. He's so bad. Scores even Spurs fans hate him. Spurs fans despise Eric Dyer. And Spurs fans... a good goal in his debut. Rubbish. Let's not talk about that. The only good thing Eric Dyer has done is score that penalty against Colombia. What a day. What a day. That's the only good thing he's done. But anyway, uh, let's, let's finish <laughs> off with score predictions. Who wants to go first? Oh. Go on, Jay. Going, you're the, you're, you're one up. Go on, Jay. What you got? I'm going a bit more positive today. Oh, my Lord. We're going to score, but we're still going to lose 2-1. Yeah, I'm with Jamie on that. Mick? I'm going with a 1-0 win for Spurs. And I didn't mention this earlier, actually. Um, I think Harry Kane will get the goal because I don't know if anyone saw Jose Mourinho's rant yesterday about Harry Kane. So I think on the back of that, I reckon Kane will bag the winner. Yeah, Probably bound, a penalty. He's bound to score. Um, I can't be anything but negative. I'm going three. I'm going three nil Spurs. Three wow. Nil. We're all such a... But, it's, but I hate, I hate Moyes. Do you know, I'm, I'm hoping we're all wrong and we're all so spectacularly wrong. But you can come yeah. on the podcast on Thursday or over the weekend. Absolutely buzzing. Hold our hands up and go, wow, what a result. But I think it's going to be pretty similar. Um, we're going to come on here and absolutely rip Moyes apart for mistakes he's made again. But there you go. Right, uh, that's, that's us today. Um, look, let's all have our hopes higher for tonight. Let's hope West Ham get a result can't see it but boys thanks for joining me again um we'll speak after tonight before chelsea again another tough game and come on your irons come on your irons Kill it.